You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Ah, yes. Welcome to the Roundup, folks. Matt White with you here right around the SEN network. Monday mornings in sport just became a whole lot clearer until the footy starts and everything gets complicated again because the countdown is on to the NRL season. It's getting close and the man who'll make sense of it all every Monday morning, Matty Johns. Good morning to you, Matthew. Good morning, Matty. I'll try to. It can be difficult, as you said, <laughs> through the year. Always, pl- always plenty going on, on and off the field. Well, it's easy at the moment. In three days' time, it'll get a whole lot harder because that's when the world tips upside down, although rugby league has the gift of always giving. Now, listen, last time we spoke, last Monday, we didn't do the roundup because you were busy with Fox Sports. You were sitting down with a whole stack of players. So anybody who sat in front of you who impressed you or you thought, you know what, these guys are in for a big season? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, Matty? Like you, you talk to the players before a season starts, uh, and particularly in that environment, it's a bit like going at the, going to the races and having a look at the, the horses' parade. You get a bit of a feeling of which ones are ready to go and which ones are sweating up a little bit. Uh, i tell you what, South Sydney, the South Sydney boys, Cody and uh, Latrell in particular, really in a good headspace. Mm. Looked op- optimistic about their season. Very, very happy football side. Look, we interviewed the Cheese and, and Victor, so you know what you're going to get there. Yeah. It's hard to get a read. <laughs> it's hard to get a read on those two blokes. But yeah, that look, they, in my opinion, they were the standouts. Raiders boys were good. Um, look, you can read into a lot. I mean, it, it comes out in hindsight. I will say this: is um, like the the Parramatta boys were pretty steely. Right. Uh, Fletcher asked Ring Campbell Gillard, um, you know, thoughts on the the grand final. It was silence. Met with silence. A bit of a steely look. Um, so yeah, you know, you, as I said, you read in the other side looked good. Were uh, North Queensland. That that young side they come in and there was a bit of a buzz about them. V- very very confident. I met Jeremiah Nanai for the first time and shook his hand. I've never seen hands so big, which right. can give an indication. Why he can pluck those bombs out of the year? Yeah. Why he scores so many tries from kicks? He's him and Tua Luggy are just brilliant young players. It's interesting, isn't it, mate? What you get pre-season from what they say, what they don't say, what they look like, what they're thinking, and then it all starts in a couple of days' time. So you've just had your last weekend, like most of us, before the footy season mm. begins. I've been down in Tassie doing uh, Speed Series Motorsport, so I've been in motorsport land for the last three days in Launceston, yep. got home late last night. Thankfully, my Jetstar flight actually took off. Um, and got me home, which, oh, what, that, which, which was good. What about you? What did you get up to for your last weekend before it all gets weird? Matty, look, a couple of weeks before the season starts, to give myself a little bit of clarity, I, 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 uh, I actually go sober. Um, yeah. Awful. Just yeah. an awful two weeks, to be yeah. honest. And, you know, so I just I'll sit at home and have a bit of bet and relax. I usually go down to the locals and see a couple of mates, but if you're trying to go sober, you don't put the head in the lion's mouth. Nah. And so it was it, it was low-key. 
It was low key. It was good. I'm getting ready for the season to start. All right. We've got a fair bit to get through this morning. Later on, I'll have a uh, special guest on the program, Gold Coast Titans hooker now, Sam Verrill. Still sounds a little bit weird. Sammy Verrill's four years at the Roosters, of course, with the cheese going there. He had to move on, and he's done so. We'll, so we'll catch up with Sam Verrill's uh, on his way to training early this morning. Three days to go. We'll take a deep dive, Matty, into round one and the season ahead. So I want to see uh, who you've got in your top eight, who your wooden spooner is and who wins mm. the premiership. The players versus the game situation. We'll discuss where that is at and what happens next. And more importantly, news around the player signing date change possible. So from November 1 to maybe back to June 30, what does all that mean? The Dragons, are they the team under the most pressure? Well, everyone knows that uh, Anthony Griffin probably is when it comes to coaching, but what are the real expectations of St George Illawarra this year? The Broncos, damaged goods or good enough to give the top eight a shake? The Dolphins, was Wayne Bennett's plan always about 2024? So some signing starting to happen and the rivalry building already with the Bronx. And then away from footy, Floyd Mayweather. This caught my attention across the weekend, Maddie, and something that you like. But would you pay to see him fight a reality TV star? Are you over exhibition boxing matches that don't mean anything but a bank balance for a bloke who's already got too many zeros to count? Well, that's it, Matty. I mean, I go, I've been conned into these fights so many times. I, I've finally learned my lesson. You know, guys like Jake Paul and, and Floyd Mayweather, it's, 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 it's a, a tricky one. No, but it's something, well, put it this way. If I'm the WBA, WBO, IBF, WBC, that's enough of a mess there. Without All of a sudden, you've got guys who are saying, oh, listen, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, do a fight for the world rankings. I mean, what's the mm. point? I'll just go and do an exhibition fight and pick up $100 million in Floyd's case. Mm. I mean, some of the, you know, whether you think it's a farce or not, which for most point, uh, it, is. it is a farce, <laughs> but it's, I mean, he's an incredible businessman. The moment, you know, 50 and 0, retires from boxing, but has just been going around knocking guys out in a round or two, or literally just taking the piss, walking into them and fatiguing them by not even throwing a punch. Mm. Yeah, it it's yeah. I think he fought the Japanese guy over there. He only got 180 million for that. He's just lobbing at different places and just cleaning up. I think the last one, I mean, the one that really lit the fuse for it was when he fought Conor McGregor. There was just so much interest around that. There was talk that he ended up getting about 350 million out of that, and it just goes on and on and on. And I suppose I, I just watching that fight. I mean, fighting a guy from Geordie Shore. <laughs> I mean. And look, I think it said it all. Nobody turned up for the fight. Yeah, it was just people just go, mate. This this is just a step too far. And uh, I think you know, like you just you just can't take fights like that serious. It, they've conned us enough. Six years after his professional career, but like you say, he continues to cash in, and he talks about the amount of private jets that he's got. So he needs the money to yeah. pay the fuel well, bills. Well, Matty, I'll give you an insight. You always look at boxers and you go, how do guys go from being, you know, having 300 million to having nothing? Well, a few years ago, myself and Gordy, Talis, we went to the Super Bowl in Miami and suddenly these two busloads and five SUVs full of guys turned up and it was Floyd and his entourage. 
I've never seen. It was the longest gravy train I've ever seen in my life. And I said to Cordy, that's how they go from being billionaires <laughs> to having nothing. Well, mate, apparently he had 130 staff with him or an entourage of around that for that fight against Aaron Chalmers, which is probably more than was in London's O2 Arena. Now, listen, uh, Snap Judgments this morning, thanks to Snap Fitness, on a mission to help you feel fantastic. We'll do those. And the Roundup Rapid Fire, Matty, so throughout the course of the next two hours, we're just going to fire random questions along the way. Our listeners can dive in 0457 736 736 or give us a call 1300 01 1170. So we'll just stop the conversation and chuck a random at you and see what happens. Now, let's get to this uh, situation with the players v the game. The CBA deal they're saying could be done by Wednesday, which would be timely with the season starting Thursday. So we could probably put a bow around that. What caught my eye is the player signing date change. Are the days of players signing with a new club more than a year out now over? Because it appears as though the NRL, well, the NRL wants the June 30 date, which means that if you're going to play for a club next season, you would have to wait until June 30, round 17, to make that call this time around. Yeah, it makes sense, Matty. Although, oftentimes with rugby league, Matty, you see things happen. Right, in the game, away from the game, video refereeing decisions, um, you know, all sorts of stuff, you know, on and off. And people always say, I hear this all the time, people go, you know what, I'll never watch the game again. <laughs> and do you know what, they always do. Rugby league, as we always say, is it's a soap opera for men. And sometimes these signings are a fair way out. Um, We'll put it this way. If I lose Caelan Ponga a year and a half out, I'm absolutely filthy. Mm. But if I score Cameron Munster a year and a half out, I'm rejoicing. So it swings and roundabouts to a certain degree. But I think common sense is if it's past, if it's past 12 months or nine months or whatever they decide on it, to be honest, I think it's a good thing. Because what's happening, Matty? Like, and I can't get my head around this either with a situation where someone will sign somewhere a player but they've still got him on contract for next season and then they go well he's signed somewhere else let's let him go now but hang on surely every season operates on its own merit and that's why like I, I been saying about Newcastle they yeah. should not let Dom go uh, Dom Young go he should be there for the next se- this is a really important season for Newcastle and and for a player like him he just can't say well just because he signed for the Roosters let's just let him go early and we'll do some sort of swap well no don't don't let don't let other clubs bully you into letting some of your best players go. Well, remember that with Matt Burton and the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers mm. were absolutely adamant that they were not going to budge, and the Bulldogs were quite bullish about trying to make them do that. It happens in the world of business, Matty. I, I remember mm. I did a deal that was, you know, I had six months to sit out at one network before I went to the other, and the other network tried damn hard to make that fast forward. And the network I was at was steadfast. They were like, no, mate, you can go in six months. We're happy for you. But not until that six months ends. So what are the pros and cons? What are the pros if you're a player? Let's say Tom Flegler and Herbie Farnworth, right? We know they've now done a deal to play at the Dolphins next season. They're going to have to play out the year at the Broncos. Under a proposed arrangement, they wouldn't have been able to do that until June 30. But what's the pros, if you're a player, of getting a deal done early? Well, Matt, the obvious one is the ability to plan 
and particularly if you've got a family. But I think that argument is flawed because you see it in professional sport in America. Yep. There was that scene in Moneyball where you, where they, I think it was Jonah Hill's character is talking to Brad Pitt and says, oh, he's good. Brad Pitt said, you've got to move this guy on. He said, I don't know how to do it. He said, I'll show you how to do it. Calls the guy and says, I've got some news for you. We've traded you to, for, to Detroit. So get your bags and we're going to fly for you. And he goes, okay, no problem. He said, that's how you do it. Players, when it's for their benefit, find a way to move in a week or two. But then on the other side of the argument said, oh, we need time. You don't really need that much time. What are the pros? Oh, I think for the side, look, on a club point of view, for the side that are getting a quality player, it gives a bit of a boost of morale. Um uh, as far as the club, as far as the you know, the player and the club he's leaving, for the player it can get problematic because all of a sudden if the Broncos lose four in a row and Herbie and Thomas aren't playing that good, people will say, yeah. well, they're not even interested. You know, So you, if you're going to sign early to a club, then you want to have a good season. You've got, to, you've got you owe it to the club its supporters, but, you, but tell you what, you, you don't want to be playing poor or below your best because you'll be the scapegoat. There's injuries as well, isn't there? I mean, there's there's injuries yeah. to think about because anything can happen just around the corner. On the Flegler and Farnworth situation, um, I, I'm going to ask you about Wayne Bennett's role in all this a little bit later, but what about Kevy Walter's role in this? Are we, are we stretching too far to say a couple of weeks ago, or last week, the Broncos announced that Kevy Walter's going to stick around for another two years? And all of a sudden, within a week, two of his players are saying, we're not sticking around. Mm. Are we reading a bit too much into that? Oh, look, in the Farmworth situation, Matty, my hunch is this, is that I've had a, basically, uh, I've had people say to me that that Herbie is desperate to play fullback. I mean, they all want to play fullback. Even the front rowers want to play fullback these days because it's fullback money. But he wants to play fullback. And they give him the indication that they're going to give him a crack there. But all of a sudden, you've got Reese Walsh at the club. And then you saw in Cobbo there as well. And I think he's seen himself just pushed down the pecking order. And so I'd say Wayne said to him, mate, Herbie, you come here and you'll play fullback. I think that's been the attraction. You know, like, I really feel for Kev. Kev has had just no breathing space, no wriggle room at all. It just... It appears to me that the whole time that he has been at the Broncos, he's been under pressure. There's been mixed messages. He's had players on podcasts have a shot. He had Tyson Gamble having a shot at him. And it's like the club leads him on. Right, we're going to extend his deal. Oh, hang on. No, no, no. Well, let's just wait till round 10. Oh, you know, things are going good. Oh, they've lost a couple in a row. Let's just hold back. Like the bloke, honestly, he, he, he wouldn't know if he's Arthur or Martha. Like they've just, they've really screwed him around. Is that is that part of the Broncos' way, though? I mean, you don't have to be Kevy Walters. You don't have to be Wayne Bennett. You don't have to be Anthony Seabold. I mean, that, that sort of situation seems to pop up just because of, I mean... Who I, they are. Who they are. It's, it's, it's inbuilt. Yes. Matty, it's, a, it's, a, it's a such a huge club to watch. I was discussing it with um, one of my young neighbours the other day. He was talking about, you know, the Broncos and... And I said, you've got no idea. I said, when the Broncos first came into the comp, up until, you know, into the early 2000s, they were probably the biggest brand in Australian sport, alongside Collingwood. Um, they were just huge. Like, they say back in, in 97, when they did the World Club Challenge, and Wigan went to, uh, I'm sorry, um, and, and uh, Broncos went to England to play, there was a massive billboard in London saying, the Broncos are coming. 
that just shows the profile they had. Their their profile, in my opinion, was almost like the All Blacks. They were the team. If yeah. the Broncos went after you, you went there. They've just it's just diminished so much their ability to draw players. Uh, where are they at at the moment as far as this season is concerned? Oh, and sorry, and what that does, Matty, hand in hand, that that means pressure. It's pressure on players if you don't perform, and it's pre- it's pressure, it's pressure on coach. They need they need some stability, the Broncos, and start to build this squad or let this young squad develop under a uh, under a common voice and coaching staff. Uh, the Broncos, when they came in the other day, Matty, I had a look at their side and I went, my Jesus, they've got a good young pack of forwards. Yeah. They've got a great halfback and they've got great outside backs and young players. I looked and said, mate, if this side fulfills its potential, they're pushing top four. But I just don't trust them at the moment. I just don't trust them. My, my problem with the Broncos is, is that when they... I've got no doubting their talent, but my problem is when they... At some point in the season, they're going to lose three in a row. Can they get through the other side? Because in recent years, they've just they've fallen apart. What happens when the heat's on? That's the good one. Uh, and that's going to be one of the key questions. First random of the day, round up random. Do you care if Queensland hosted the NRL grand final every couple of years, Matty, or every few, few years? No, no, I, um, I wouldn't at all, Matty. Oh, look, the rugby league, we've always, financials has always been an issue. I would have no problem of them putting it out to tender as long like I put it this I wouldn't take it I wouldn't take to Adelaide a place like that I I would prefer to be a a rugby league city but we need the money I'd I'd have no problem with that particularly if the state government aren't going to play ball yeah, take it. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I see so many people say the grand final should be in Sydney. If you can come up with a really good definitive answer as to why, and especially you can come up with the money to fill that hole that, that you're talking about, yeah. then then sure, I'll, I'll buy into that Look, argument. Not not for one second am I saying that uh, we're a sport on the scale of NFL. That goes without saying. I'm stating the obvious there. But when you go to a Super Bowl, the whole city transforms into like NFL headquarters. It, it the whole city, everything that goes on is about the game and leading into the game. Honestly, so like you go you're going to to Sydney in grand final week, you don't even know it's on. Yeah. Barely. You know, without sometimes a bit of a fan zone at Martin Place, which is pretty underwhelming, I'll be honest. Uh you just They've got to do more with it. And if the state government aren't willing to do more with it, take it to Queensland because look what they do with the Magic, magic round. round. Yeah, throw it out to tender. The Roundup Random. Have you got a random question this morning? We've got plenty of talking points to get through. 0457 736 736. Hit us up on the text line of 1300 01 1170. Matt White, Matty John's with you for the Monday Morning Roundup.